what's going on everybody and welcome back to the a show with the kings pro wrestling podcast i am justin here with meals valentine's day is on the way bud your birthday's on the way yeah that's that's the real event i don't know about that other one (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> I don't know about that other one. Uh, the real event is on the way. The the it's it's me time. Hashtag two chains. <laughs> <laughs> Boats me time. Um, what, a, what a conversation that we had a couple days ago on two chains. I think in our um in one of our group chats, a plus shout out to him. Brought up, hey man. <laughs> We got to have a convo about two chains and we just unloaded oh it's because his new album dropped and i have haven't heard? listened to it no i haven't listened to it i was the biggest two chains fan from like 2000 like maybe like 12 to like 15 16 because i thought the things he said was hilarious but it's also like he's strangely like becoming more into ludicrous than he'd probably think of like his <laughs> just aging <laughs> out of relevancy um after a certain time so maybe <laughs> anyway the album apparently was bad <laughs> that's fair though like i think it i think it's a fair comparison i had originally said that the that baby would become him but then he became something far worse <laughs> he, i think he sped up the like the baby now i can't even compare him to ludicrous because ludicrous had a thriving multi-hyphenated career like the baby <laughs> came the baby might be like it's like a rise similar to gosh do i want to compare him to mace uh <laughs> nah 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 the baby couldn't disappear and come back in 10 years and be like hey i'm back you know what i'm saying but the baby doesn't have a feel so good <laughs> no i mean but you know in the city i'm a rock star like he got one of them so like I understand what you mean. It's not a timeless thing, but I'm more talking about like the years of relevancy. It was just completely Mace was hot really from like what like ninety six, ninety seven to like ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Like right there. <laughs> yeah, it was over for him after that. Yeah, pretty much. Um I you know what? I have a quick I have a work related um grievance that i would like to share with you and 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 see how you feel about this of course i i think and that's so ironic because on this week's episode of the black print with myself and josh pease we'll be talking about some of my most famous work related incidents wow (laughs) and and a yeah in a in a in a topic that could be its own segment and how did Justin get fired? <laughs> it's going to be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's coming out on Thursday of this week. So make sure you uh, subscribe to RNC Radio Live uh, main channel to listen to that. But yeah, go ahead, Mills. So I have a work-related issue. Um, not work-related issue. I mean, I do have issues that are work-related, but this is like a small thing. So I'm trying to schedule this meeting with people. And one of the worst things, first of all, do you have a tool to schedule meetings? Like I know there's like Doodle or something along those lines where you could just send everybody a link and they just put in their availability or something along those lines. In my years of working for several different platforms in media companies, I've bounced from Gmail to Teams to uh, Outlook. <laughs> so I, uh, I've used all of those. But right now, currently, it's Gmail. I think oh. Gmail is a lot easier. I, th- I love the way the calendar looks in Gmail. It looks great. 
Gmail is the best. I've from what I've learned, if people if your company still uses Outlook, they have very old management, is what I've like <laughs> garnered from the Outlook gang. Um well, well, UMG, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> um so currently, yes, I am using Outlook, but I'm trying to schedule this meeting, right? And I need everyone to like put out their availability of time. So I'm like, yo, like some people have gotten back, some people haven't gotten back, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been trying to schedule this meeting for like a week. So I hit up my boss. I'm like, yo, these two aren't responding. And she's like, well, did you call them or go to their office or something along those lines? And I was like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> we all, why? So in my brain, I'm like, yo, this is going to become a problem now on me. Instead of them not responding, it's going to become a problem with me of not me doing enough to make sure that they respond. So I feel like I'm getting, I mean, I'm not going to, I didn't, I didn't even respond to the email when she said that. She was like, yo, did you go to their office or did you try calling them or something like that? I was like, yo, we all got the same email. I know yeah, you read it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's, I, I feel like something that like jobs do is like they try and make you jump through hoops yeah. to prove that you're worthy. And I think that in this time, you just can't do that anymore. Like, no, I feel like it's so bad. Like, we all, if we're not all held to the same standard, then what the hell are we doing? I'm going to just stop responding to emails then. Because if niggas don't got to respond to emails to get... I keep, that, I keep that same energy in my jobs. I kind of feel out who's, like, who's coming to work, <laughs> who's answering emails, who's off on certain days. I'm, I stress test it. I'm like, well, you know what? I'll do it too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't come either. Yeah. You know, you got to stress test this type of stuff because, again, like, we live in a very different time for employment. Even my mom is just like, this is just so different. Like, they used to stay in jobs for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've had 15, 20 jobs <laughs> in three. So, like, you know, like, it, it's not the same. And I think that in situations like that, it's like, they're basically. You, you you have two separate messages. You have the message from the actual uh, employees that are saying, you know, we don't take this very seriously at all. And you have you who, you know, I'm not speaking for you, but your level of 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 uh, engagement is higher than most people is. Right. So, oh, you know, you're being, you're being told one thing, but you're seeing a different thing. So it's like I think you should match the energy of your coworkers. And if you're trying to meet that and if you're trying to make that that meeting, whoever accepted it and anyone accept it. Oh yeah, people accepted it for the time. I'm I'm about to just schedule it for the time that the other people accepted it for, and just be like, y'all better show yeah, just up. Do it, just do it that way, and then the people don't show up. That's on them. I would just Ooh. Do, like to, you, you keep that energy. Ooh, if it's I like what you're saying, my friend. If it's in your inbox, they have to. You know what I'm saying? They have to come. That's going to be a, a issue for them. You you did your job. Absolutely. Oh my god. You don't run after you don't run after no grown ass people. For a fucking email? Hell no, don't do that shit. I, I like the way you think. I'm glad I came to you. Office hours of J five. Let's make it happen on a weekly basis or something. If you want if you want to know how to hustle, uh <laughs> if you want to know how to how to hustle these jobs, listen, man, meet student loans. Listen, the student loan nigga called no, me. No, don't do that, cause you do the fucking um What's the meme of the nigga throwing the paper ball over his shoulder? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, the uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what? What is that? <laughs> Back in 2014, 
They calling me? I'm like, all right, man, listen. How am I going to give you something I don't got? <laughs> <laughs> they about to show up at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. What's up? What's up? Oh, my God. Man, get you can't have the shoes, nigga. What's up? Come on, man. Listen, man. Listen. Crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's what I mean. Go ahead. Don't they're trying you. Don't 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 do that. They're trying you. Don't let don't let these these people try try you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That goes for like... anybody that goes for anybody listening. Don't let these employers try you. So you get a lot with the A show. You don't just get the wrestling shit. You Come get on, actual man. real life advice from Come somebody that got fired mad times. Said, fuck it. <laughs> I would do what I want. But I got I would I would get let go for like and you notice, know I would get let no. go for reasons that have nothing to do with the job. <laughs> listen to listen to the black print this week because I've heard them all. <laughs> and I've seen it all through your own eyes. I feel like Aaron Yeager or something along those lines. Um All right. Well, first of all, also speaking of other podcasts that you can do. Yeah. Um overly medicated. Yeah, I do that. We do that. Mm-hmm. Euphoria, the Euphoria podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe. It's on the RNC Radio Watch channel. I mean, you can follow RNC Radio live on Twitter and get all access to all this great stuff. Um, Euphoria. So we've been watching this. Yeah, um, we've been talking about it, and of course, you and Mark talk about it. But I kind of wanted to chime in with my thoughts on this season because I have no other medium right. to. Um, all right, you can you can be on next week if you want to. Uh. The thing about it is, y'all record on Sunday night. Yeah, we do. I have to go to work in the morning. I might be able to do the week. That week after. Season season finale? Season finale? That week after might be tough because, you know, now I started recording the XA Diaries. The first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We starting to record that soon. We we got to. It's okay. We'll we'll have more information on overly medicated soon. Okay. So, okay. Okay. You have a no, chance to be on. Um, the show, man. Listen, it's doing a lot of different things and going a lot of different directions. It's a very popular show, and I completely understand that. But I have to agree that the writing, as someone who is involved with stories and stuff like that, the writing is bad this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you equate his. <laughs> you said he's a worse writer than Mr. Man. I don't know about that, but I definitely hold WWE to a different standard than I do Sam. <laughs> than I do HBO. If I have to be <laughs> completely honest with you, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to next week <clears throat> because well, let, well, of- let's, let's preface this really quick, Mills. Me yeah. and you know the broad strokes of what's going to happen. Okay, oh, yeah, and I, yeah. I I reveal this. In this week's episode, we've known what was going to happen this week. We know what's going to happen next week. I think we're kind of fuzzy on the finale. I think. I think we're kind of fuzzy. I, mean, on I like, know the big, the big harrowing point of the finale. I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, it's but, really going to bring your point. Fucking, it's going to make your point. Yeah, it's going to make a lot of things right. And again, like, like I said I on the show, right? But it's going to make a lot of points made. People going to look at this funny, maybe. Well, here's the thing: they're not. They're, what what you see this week is that people are 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 pinpointing the fifteen minutes of the show, but not the rest. So I don't have an issue with what Zendaya is doing. I'm not gonna say Emmy yet. <laughs> like it's February. <laughs> like there's a whole 
year. Y'all will forget about this in two months if there's another popping show, right? Absolutely. So like, you know, that they're pinpointing that, but not what the what this episode fundamentally broke about the season to me and Mark as well and other people as well. Mark was like, oh, I think th- it was like 80, 20. People love this this episode. I was like, no, they did it. I was like, I, I'd say it's like I said on the show, it's maybe 60, 40. The, the, the dissenting opinions are starting like to get it. louder. I think people like it and understand. I think they're doing both at the same time of how they like it. Because I'm not going to hold you. That first 15 minutes, I liked it. Um, was it something that we've seen before? Yeah, but I definitely liked it. And that's because of all the performance and everything that kind of involved. And it seemed that's like the, a- that's the big joker for that show, though, is that right. they can turn on Zendaya and say, go do this real quick. Right. So we can get talked about and people can say that this was amazing. So, But the next and I and, and to give my kind of thoughts about it as well, I think the show is too long. Mm. I, I think one hour is too long of a of a timestamp for that show. And yeah, we would all be like, oh, we want more and stuff like that. But I think an hour doesn't allow them to curb everything in. It It, it gives them too much actual space to spread out and do a lot of hokey stupid shit like but that would that would mean that sam levinson would have to be a better writer to be able to because <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing people want it insecure to be longer and i and i for one felt that show was like that show feels 13 minutes long at some points like it felt like yeah. it was too short and i feel but, like with with euphoria it would be how are we going to fit in all these these ensemble? And it's hard. And like I spoke with um, Dom Griffin, um, mm-hmm. Armchair Artur. He's watching the season as well. And he he brought up a good point. It's very hard to make an ensemble series, and 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 I agree. But it, you know, what makes it harder to make an ensemble series when you have one white man writing the whole thing, and he's trying to write for women, women of color, white dudes, black dudes, uh, bisexual dudes, trans, all of that. You know, I think that we're getting too muddled. And, and and here's the thing, I don't care, you know, the drug, the, the depiction of drug use is not a weakness of this show. It's actually a strength. I think that it, it, it's the one thing that you can say this show handles it very well. But it's, then it's the over the top shit after it that it's like, OK, you're losing me. You're losing me a lot here. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I think I think it's just part of me thinks it's just like we're straying away from i guess the original kind of concept of the show of it just being in high school and it's being taken to like another level like the mm-hmm. fact that like she now owes money to like drug like that, that that to me like takes it a little bit beyond it's now we have to include this you know imagination or absence of or something along those lines where we have to kind of like stray away from the idea that these are high school kids at the end of the day i think the only high school kind of plot in this entire thing is the fact that there's a damn play going on, um, a high school play going on. But realistically, all the themes are adult between drugs, fucking other niggas, <laughs> fucking other bitches, fucking other bitches, <laughs> fucking like. There's so much like stuff where it's just like it's cool because I love these characters. Part of me wishes these characters were older. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've heard they, that before. Yeah, so we could kind of like truly make sense of this because all these kids are really like supposed to be like 16 or 15 in the show. And, you know, I've experienced like adult themes. I watch a lot of anime. A lot of 14-year-olds do a lot of crazy shit. (laughs) But (laughs) to see them take it on this show and see kind of like the real true latitude and longitude that they're taking the heights 
and the lengths of the show is kind of like, wow, you're kind of like, I need to reel it back in. To me, that Carnival episode last season was probably one of the best. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's simple. It brings all the cast together. There's this intensity. Mm -hmm. It brings all the storylines together. Everything, everything that was building all these like, um, you know, storylines are running in parallel, all built towards the same point and almost exploded at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And something similar to, you know, the first episode with that party, I think they, the party thing kind of like, you know. But again, he's, they're going to the, to the well too much with that type of theme where now, like you said, and you mentioned this the, the night we were watching it, this episode was like the reverse carnival scene where it was now just focused on one person and their arc and everyone else's arc didn't, didn't matter. You know, and I say that like the big four hour storyline that you've been forcing upon us. This is the most that I think we've got of Rue this whole season was mm-hmm. this hour this week. So we got four hours of these people. You blew it up and said, all right, we'll see you next week with that one. <laughs> it's like, what? Man. You made us watch this and we don't even like these characters. So so now in week five, we're invested. And now you just blew it up. You just say, well, well whatever. It don't matter. See ya. We've seen shows back in the day that were ha- half an hour long, which half an hour was really like 21, 22 minutes. 23 at, at most, yeah. That filled out plots better than this in one episode. Mm-hmm. I've seen episodes of the real world. Attack, decide, intensify, and remediate a plot all in 22-minute span. Mm-hmm. Alton was crazy. Something along those lines. Alton was wilding. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So I'm like, I don't know, man. We gotta I'm interested to see the rest of the season, but it's definitely not holding up to season one and the fact that I kinda like my shows. I like it. I like that we're going to the next level, but I also gotta keep it grounded in a sense of like making sure it's consistent with what the show actually is. Because by the time it is, by the time yo, know, season three, we gonna end up seeing like Zendaya and fucking car shootouts and running, you know, running red lights in cars and blah 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 and like you know, real gang shit that's going on. This this episode just broke the reality of just a lot of stuff. Like people are like, well, that's what crackheads do. I'm like, Rue doesn't do crack. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> Rue's not a crackhead. This is why, that's why I'm like, a lot of people, and Mark brought up a good question. Like, how many of y'all have actually interacted with, with junkies before? Other than what you've heard. I'm like, crackheads don't, when, when you on Benzos and Fent, that don't make you do that. <laughs> What I've are you talking about? 125th and Lexington Avenue. And trust me, I ain't seen no crackhead sliding off the top of a fucking trash can <laughs> over the hood of a fucking car. Not watching Friday. <laughs> it's it's not what crack. All right. Wait, let me, let me, see. you know, I'm going to go on a tangent. Uh, all right, public people. You ain't even going to believe what we just saw on Patreon, but tap in, baby. Yeah, uh, I, tr- I tried. I tried. But anyway, we are talking about No Holds Barred. First up, this literally happened right after we recorded the show last week. But uh, Shane McMahon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shane McMahon. I forgot about this nigga. Shane McMahon. It was the biggest news story literally of the week, too. So that just shows you how fast it, how fast this stuff moves. Shane McMahon was let go uh from the wwe last week for his actions and his role in the men's royal rumble Damn. listen man listen man they got him out the paint i'm not gonna lie to you listen 
supposed to, so the 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 news that we heard going into this is that Shane McMahon had already his supposedly his contract was already expired before all this, but he came back for the Royal Rumble because he was about to engage in a WrestleMania program with one Seth Rollins. That program is no longer happening. I assume mm-hmm. based off of the events of <laughs> the Royal Rumble, which like to me it's kind of weird because if his contract expired, it's like why is he also booking the Royal Rumble? Because you know they they have him doing multiple things in that family. Maybe it's just like a family business type thing. Like ah, oh, come you know we got we got the Royal Rumble this year. You did it last year. Let's let's do it again this year. Um, mm-hmm. So what was what do you think was the major problems with the Royal Rumble this year that probably could have led to Shane McMahon's exit? Uh, Shane McMahon being in it. <laughs> Shane McMahon final being four, in it. baby. He was in it for the, the final four. And then uh, <clears throat> he, he listen. The FIFO report was very telling. <laughs> With the you, you li- thing. Yeah, he said, well, listen, I'm not coming out to my, you're not coming out to my music. So you better get out there. <laughs> <laughs> my man said, as the story goes, based on FIFO Select, um, said that Shane McMahon and Randy Orton originally wanted to switch numbers. Or Shane McMahon originally wanted to switch numbers to Randy Orton, and he wanted to come out. Shane McMahon wanted to come out 27th, and Randy Orton was going to come out 28th. To which Randy Orton responded, listen, I ain't coming out to Here Comes the Money. <laughs> so you better. <laughs> I will see you. I'm coming out when I'm coming out. So you better figure that out. And, you know, and it also goes it also goes into what we heard um, about how Shane had allegedly pissed off Bad Bunny as well with the amount of changing numbers and changing roles and stuff like that. So there is a lot of credence to what, we, you know, the, the and, and the thing is, usually we kind of look at reports like, eh, you know, is right. the truth is somewhere in the middle. The truth seemed to be literally what all these reports were saying. This is the first time it really came out that this might have been really what happened what happened and how he got fucked over. I feel like maybe I don't know. I feel like Bad Bunny is just I think he's so gracious enough that he's willing to accept anything at this point, but I could see from a company standpoint that you're sending a lot of like why you keep changing the numbers? You know we have this big guy here. Like you know yeah. that we have this major star in Bad Bunny. So people backstage will be like, "Yo, they're changing their numbers." Yo, we, I'm not going to Bad Bunny's trailer for the second time and telling him he's coming out later. Like, what do we keep doing this for? Um, <clears throat> and Shane was like, "No, pop big here. Listen, the way Shane McMahon came out, you'd have thought that man had his WrestleMania check ready. The way he sauntered out, but he said, turn right, you said you.'" You said he said, man, make, make sure make sure my shit loud. <laughs> <laughs> Turn my theme up, man. Make that shit loud. I want that shit blaring through the entire system. That man came out, sauntered out, very rich, strut down the thing. And listen, now we don't see Shane McMahon for just so just know, but the I, it wasn't a release. But Vince ain't playing favorites. If it ain't working, it's got to go. As he shouldn't play favorites. You know, he, he, this is, this is serious. And and people, this led to so many fucking people saying, no one's safe. Nigga, no one's safe anywhere. (laughs) Do you live? (laughs) What are you talking about? And I think the program, but Seth Rollins was probably supposed to start the night after, which would have been a good way to get out of that Roman Reigns type of deal. Mm -hmm. But since... Shane McMahon is no longer in the program. I think they're kind of like they had to do like a cold exit and they just kind of got him back to doing what he's doing. And I'm assuming now he's going to have a program with Kevin Owens. 
I assume that's yeah, which is, which is odd because y'all just did that. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, it's like Drew. Now we do it in front of people, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like y'all just did that. Y'all legitimately just did it the two thing. years ago. Now they different. Now they you know one's a face and one's a heel type thing. You know. Be, be clear. I liked it <laughs> when you did it, but it ain't the same as when you when he when he jumped off the mania sign. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's gonna be a little bit different with people screaming and cheering. <laughs> I guess I ain't trying to hear the cold body of Kevin Owens smack against that table anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess my man like, was screaming, "Ow!" <laughs> <laughs> in the PC, and you heard the whole thing. Uh, yeah. So Shane McMahon, farewell, my sweet prince. Uh, Matt Hardy news. This this man is just the chatty patty lately about his brother. I don't ever want you to speak on me as much as he speaks on Jeff. I might have to though. One day, just one day, might have to. J Five says, <laughs> "Don't do it. Please don't." Send me to the Bootsy Collins Foundation if you do that. <laughs> so Matt Hardy was on Twitch again talking. This is why WWE don't like niggas to be having Twitch. <laughs> you know what? You right because that man's a chatty patty. Just be talking. Just shut up. Jesus Christ. So he said that Jeff was offered after he got let go and released <clears throat> back in December. He was offered a WWE Hall of Fame, uh, you know, spot for this year but he turned it down because it was going to be him singularly and not both the hardy brother the hardy brothers hardy I boys mean, sorry we come back and swing around and get him but right now they don't I want mean, nothing to do <laughs> with that nigga no more <laughs> they gonna invite they gonna induct the hardys eventually and matt hardy gonna like it and he gonna talk up all his double memories WWE is where they have the footage, Matt. It's where yeah. they have the footage. Sorry. Unless yeah. you want to play footage of you falling off the top of that damn forklift and <laughs> almost breaking <laughs> your head open. There ain't nothing to play in AEW yet. It's if you in the suit doing the doo-doo walk, all the other stuff like that. <laughs> WWE got all the footage. You will be back one day. They love to play it up. Especially Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy been doing this for like two decades of playing up of, well, I'm not going to come back. And then he comes back and it's the biggest pop ever. Of course, the Hardys are forever going to be popular. Forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why WWE, in this, in, as I speak on this instance, I don't know why WWE would try to like flirt with Jeff Hardy with a Hall of Fame spot. Because I feel like he would probably be like, I don't want a Hall of Fame spot right now. Because Hall of Fame is kind of like, all right, we winding you down. Which I'm quite honestly, yeah. yes, he should be winding down at this point. But I don't know why they would like dangle that carrot in front of him. I would probably, um, if they got the drug test back and the drug test was negative, you know, give you your apology. That's the, that's the question because, like, he still definitely left. He walked out of the show, a live show, through the crowd that night. We still don't got an answer for that. Right, not so that we need it. Not that we need it, but Matt Hardy's supposed to tell us this at this point because he been the way he been chatting, man. Just fine. I'm just like, all right, nigga. <laughs> where where was he at? He had to go. Uh, the Donda listening party. You had to go to. 
<laughs> no, but um, Matt Hardy, I mean, he's telling us essentially he's playing with us. He likes to do this a lot, even playing with the Forbidden Door stuff. He's even like hinting at that. Like, you could Tony Khan have bought out Jeff Hardy's contract? WWE would raise the price so hard <laughs> if they wanted really, if, if Tony Khan said, I want to buy out this contract, they would be like, I hope you got bread because this contract ain't cheap. So I don't even know why he would even like put that out there. Could Tony Khan afford it? Yeah, but for Jeff Hardy? No, man. He's Jeff Hardy, not even the Jeff Hardy from 2002. I wouldn't no. be paying that much for Jeff Hardy, bro. Yeah, I'm not paying for Jeff Hardy's masters, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs> you can have a charismatic enigma. Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. I, I can't nah. Yeah. You, you lease him out like you do every other Hardy, and then you re-up if you feel like re-ing up. Yeah. But you know they're about to have, the Hardy's going to have a about five-month run. I'm going to get this in AEW. They're going to have a five-month run. They're going to be on Dynamite. They're going to be on Rampage. They're going to be on Dynamite. They're going to be on Rampage. They're mostly going to live on Rampage. At some point during this five months, one of them will get injured. <laughs> and one of them will move to a solo thing that will be exclusively on Rampage. Mm. The other one will come back. And they will start a feud with one another. They can do the Willow. They can do the Broken. They're going to do all the other stuff. They get to play all their toys. This will be, once again, exclusively on Rampage because Dynamite don't got time for it. Dynamite's only two hours. And then their contracts Tony. will expire. And then <laughs> Tony's writing this down right now, by the way. <laughs> well, this, this nigga Mills is a genius. Fuck. Why did oh, I think of this? Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Uh, next piece of news here. WWE making more money than ever. Mm. They released. They released. Uh, they released their 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 fourth quarter twenty twenty one in in uh, full twenty twenty one highlights. I'm, I'm, read, I'm gonna read some of this off to you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Revenue increased thirty percent at three uh, three hundred and ten point three million. Operating income increased one hundred and thirty one percent to eighty three point six million. Return capital to shareholders totaling fifty nine million. That's a lot. If you if you if you tapped in with them. <laughs> You got something back last year. Uh, full year revenue increased from twelve percent to one point to one point nine five billion, the highest in company history, higher than what y'all said was the peak of wrestling. See, this is what I'm talking about when they talk about like ratings and shit. It's not about that no more. It's about these brand deals. It's about the, the these deals they making, and they're going to be able to continue making deals with numbers like this. You know, I say this a lot on the show. And people will wild out, but it's because we I come from this this world. Mm-hmm. And like I've been saying it for years. We don't know what this this company's gonna look like in five years. I said this, right? I've said it multiple times on the show. I, we don't know what we'll be reviewing in 2025 when that next deal comes up. But ever since 2014, when that nigga Vince said that they only got 500 million for both my shows. <laughs> He always felt like he should have been making more money than this. Sure. And then he went and got Nikon. And then you see here on the numbers, they launched a WWE Network content on Peacock, providing a larger audience and increasing viewership for WWE's premium live shows, original series, and vast library. Over 3 million viewers. Larger than what they were doing on their own. 
And they don't have to pay for people to maintain the the WWE network, at least not in the United States. I guess they got to maintain Maybe. it worldwide. But I'm assuming they're trying to lease it out in other places as well. Saving money and making money. Um, announced a new strategy for premium live events, but they're not pay-per-views anymore because who? What? there's still people who say pay-per-views. Then they're about to change the word. PLEs now, they're, they're calling them which focuses on staging these events in stadiums rather than arenas, utilizing targeted dates to maximize the live audience potential Saturdays. Saturdays. If they're going to take football on Sundays, wrestling will be the Saturday show now. Good. Completed consumer product deals, including partnerships with blockchains, creative labs to launch an NFT marketplace. Uh, I, I don't think that worked as well as they wanted it to. But... WWE was one of the first companies in on the metaverse in terms of just like on TV and shit like that. They they were. SummerSlam was like their big coming out party for that. I will say that. Created the Next In Line program to recruit the next generation of WWE superstars, which is initiated with 16 college uh, athletes, including Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson. He's debuting after May. More money. That's crazy. The money's big. Listen. Money's big. So so what they're planning on doing, and this is interesting stuff, and we should look out for these types of deals, as they also, they, they've also cleared another Disney deal in India. They outlined their expectation for 2022, which assume ticketed audiences at the company's live events for the full year would target record revenue. It can happen. Money in the bank is in a, is in a stadium this year. <laughs> so that they, they raised up. And best believe there's going to be a, a, a post-mania Saudi show. It's going to it's going to drive that up. They got to make up for 2020. Management believes WWE is well positioned to capitalize on significant future opportunities in 2022. Key initiatives that could have meaningful implications for long term growth include the licensing of WWE Network and international markets. You just called it meals. <laughs> They're going to do that. They just did it in, in India. Um, uh, monetization of new original series. That's the Netflix stuff. The licensing of Raw's second window rights. That's where Raw. They're actually planning on putting Raw on a on a different uh, platform so we can see Raw the day after Monday or or, or days after Monday. So I don't think it's going to be Hulu. I think uh, it might be like it might, it might be the Fox Sports app. It might be something like that. But they're going to get paid for that. I'm not trying to pay for nothing else. It better be fucking Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped out. I just took off Netflix. I can't even <laughs> see the Tinder swindle right now. <laughs> I'll, 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 I can, I can, I can get you that, bro. But, but, but listen, these are all great strategies that have scared the living shit out of everybody who are so used to the way things used to be. I see a, I've, I've seen an argument right now that like no one feels important or bigger than the brand, other than Roman and Brock. And I, I tend to argue, I tend to argue that I don't think that's necessarily the case. I, I think what you're so seeing either. right now. I think what you're seeing right now in the main event of WWE is that they are cycling things out faster because it's a faster world. So if they're going to take Roman and Brock right now in, in April and end it and have this be the end of them so that they can make room for other major programs to happen, why why not? Look at the, the world we live in now. You cannot stay, you can't stand on a Roman Reigns for 10 years. It's just not possible. You got to have a Bianca Belair right there. You got to have a Becky Lynch right there. The strategies that they're implementing means that everyone will hopefully 
I'm saying hopefully, I'm not saying this is going to happen. We'll hopefully get a piece of the pie. And that's from original series. The New Day, they're ripe to, to me to have an original series, right? So NXT people can have it. They could bring back Breaking Ground and that could be on an actual network this time. Don't bring they need original. <laughs> they could have, but I'm saying like they could have original series that get to the, the behind the scenes of these wrestlers and make WWE more than just what, it, you know, people look at this as just a, a not vertically. I think what Nick Khan has done besides the releases, and I know that's like his thing, what he's trying to do is maximize this to not only the shareholders, not and people are going to say those so they can sell, but maximize it so that they can be an actual media company instead of just a wrestling company. This is These are media company moves, not wrestling company moves. This is what you'd see a Disney or a Facebook doing. And WWE has the IP because they own Hulk Hogan, they own Stone Cold Steve Austin, they own The Rock, all of those copyrights, they own it. It is what... I believe Sony did when they were like, listen, you see animes popping right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy Crunchyroll and Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. They, they even mentioned during this call the consolidation of Microsoft and um, Microsoft and Activision, now Sony and Bungie. Even video game companies are consolidating to create live service. It's not to win a console war. That's something that's unwinnable. Listen, that's not an argument anymore. Console war is just is that's dead because at the end of the day, though, nothing matters more. And they're not making money off of that more than they're making money off of live services. That's why WWE has the Peacock deal. That's why they're going to move raw to different uh, streaming services. Uh, that's why they're going to make all these moves in, in international markets so that they can not only spread the brand, but make international money. I think it'll be higher than one billion next year. I'm, I think it could potentially be 1.2, 1.3 next year with what they're doing. Listen, they make money. Look at the push for WWE 2K22. This has been the biggest 2K push I've ever seen them do for the video game. It'd be not even there yet. Imagine exactly. what the rest of the month going to be. But you know, no, no, I, I completely, I mean, all of this stuff from a business standpoint looks incredibly um, profitable. And they're, it looks like they're moving into the net green. I mean, not that they're at a net loss like crazy, but you know, all the increases that we saw in 2014, like look at how the network was doing is now being multiplied and capitalized in much more higher fold because of the way WWE is kind of doing things now. So I think at the end of the day, um, more changes are going to come. And I think overall, to be honest with you, I don't even think it's just going to be WWE. I think the wrestling business is going to come. WWE is I, just... There's the thing. I, they're going to have to follow the leader here. Yeah, I don't they're, think they're that... They're absolutely going to have to, yeah. I don't think that New Japan, I don't think that Imp- or if Impact could, I don't think... Or when she's just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. PWG is just now streaming. Just now in a six-month delay. Right. AEW doesn't have the resources... And the connections like that to do this yet. I think that there a lot of wrestling companies are going to be staying where they're at. Look, like like I said with AEW, and we're talking about them in a second. They're stuck with, with what they got right now for the foreseeable future. Like that's where they at. Yo, Joe, that's what they're going to be doing. That's where all of their money is set to. There's not much you can do with them with the money that they, that they've put out. We talking billions here. They're trying to they're trying to keep that. So actually, let's let's get to since we brought them up. Tony Khan has a big announcement on Wednesday. Ratings are kind of sagging a little bit. They went down. So you know what it, what happens when the ratings sag? It's time to sign somebody and debut them. 
Who we think? I mean, this is. I mean, I would. I mean, we've talked about this on Patreon already. Um, but my guess is, I would feel bad personally for me if I just had my wedding a couple of days ago, and then I was like, "Oh, let me go." Instead of celebrating on my honeymoon, it's like, "All right, let me go debut for AEW." But maybe that's how they want to do things. <laughs> well, his um, oh yeah, he is free. He is free. You know, you keep talking about Keith Lee here. We talked about Keith Lee a little bit on yeah. um, Patreon too. But um, Karrion Cross, Scarlet nah. also free. No, 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 no. I don't think Tony Khan is about. You know the type of wrestler that he wants. He wants the wrestler who he's a fan of. A lot of flippy shit. A lot of jumping shit. Character based wrestlers. Control your narrative ass guys. Nah, we're not doing that. First of all, I control your narrative thing is nasty. Y'all look like three scary, nasty man. white men. So I'm just letting it's, you know. It's, and Kerry not even white. He Puerto yeah. Rican. It's, <laughs> you white Puerto Rican, bro. Like <laughs> that's just y'all look nasty. I'm just saying y'all look nasty. Don't do that. Don't do that, Braun. You could do Braun, you could do anything in the world. WWE made you a massive star. Don't hang out with EC3, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but either way, uh, I'm I'm picking Keith Lee. To be honest, I don't really see unless they unless he bought out Jeff Hardy's contract. But honestly, I just see Keith Lee. I can't see anyone else. Is that and, like a bit like? Is that a big? Is that a big deal? Is it was Johnny a big deal? I think it is for the fans of AEW. Rating wise, no. Rating wise, no. But I think it hasn't been about the ratings. If it was about the ratings, like why are we signing Miro? Why are we signing Alistair Black? Why are we signing Andrade? Why are we signing all these? Other but, what, but they're just signing people to sign them at this point. It feels they're like. signing like, people what? to bolster their massive roster because they have a person in charge who has a massive, I guess, hard on for. Um, professional wrestling which is perfectly fine to be honest with you there's nothing wrong about professional wrestling but just understand that you can't be a competitor with the massive conglomerate entertainment company making wrestling moves at the end of the day you're just going to be a step above impact wrestling in roh mm-hmm. you're gonna be roh impact with like a better budget but you're not gonna compete while you're well yeah you do get the viewership and your thing that's and that's mostly because of the budget that you have and the network that you're on um, and a few of the stars that you have CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho. Uh, and they checked to... out the MJF match last week. What I saw. I like they, they turned, they like turned the channel. <laughs> they turned the channel. That's what I heard, but I like the match. I'm going to hold you punk versus MJF. I like the match. It was, a, it was one of low key, a kind of WWE style, a little heavy on the booking, but it was WWE style, but it was, it was good. Um, yeah, I can't see them competing with WWE if they continue making moves like this. Like, you got to see, like... I just feel like so many of the people that they that they sign were not finished products. Like, yeah, you no. See- I mean, it, it's, it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, they should be using whatever money they have. You see that Goldberg has potentially one more match with the WWE. Why aren't you negotiating with Goldberg? Like, Eric Bischoff right. and WCW isn't negotiating with fucking... Oh, uh, let me see, you know... No offense, Road Dog Brian James, and being like, "Yo, let's negotiate them. We could just bring him in because you know." Da, da, da. He's like, "No, I'm negotiating with Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, 
um, even to some extent, probably like Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, even though they never left. But you're negotiating with those top stars because those bring value and those bring some sort of reputable name to your company. They brought Big yeah. Show and everyone said that this was a big deal. And I ain't seen Big Show since. Yeah, I, I literally was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, where where's he at? He's still on Dark Elevation doing commentary. And like, granted, he's definitely he can't wrestle anymore, but you don't even use him as some sort of attraction at any point. He's a big show. People instantly recognize Paul White. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it'll be interesting to see the kind of move that they do. I don't think this will have a massive impact on ratings. I think it will just be it's like another. It's like another gotcha. I think that's what people will use. Like, it's like, got him. Yeah. We got him, motherfucker. You, you let him go and we got him. And he's over here with us now. And it's like, I. Jeff Hardy then, is the biggest signing that they could probably do right now. If they're not going for like Goldberg. Or anyone whose contract is expired, I think Jeff Hardy is really the biggest that they could do. I don't think I don't think Goldberg would leave the E. Honestly, I think he would retire there. They would have I think to they pay just, Goldberg bread. Yeah, they treat him so well there. I think that he would not go anywhere else. Yeah, I, I think can, he legitimately enjoys being there. I think there's a lot of opponents that's in Goldberg's kind of caliber that he could face in WWE that aren't necessarily there in AEW, but. They're all tinier than him. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all smaller than him. But he would be like, "No, I'm not losing to him." I he would be the AEW champion. He'd have to be. And I don't think there's any. Yeah, I don't even think there's anyone comparable to him. But, um, yeah, I I, I can't see who's the next biggest signing. Like you would have to sign some like. Good lord! Like I don't know. I don't know what's in another. AEW signing that could turn the needle a little bit more in their favor, to be honest with you. They would have to start poaching WWE guys. They would really have to say, like, yo, WWE would have to see this as a viable... WWE guys would have to see that the main event guys would have to see this as a viable place and would have to legitimately negotiate. I'm talking about Roman Reigns. I'm talking about Seth Rollins. I'm talking about... um, you know, a couple other people. I think them losing out on Kevin Owens and Zane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think they would have affected ratings, but at least it's like, you know, people are turning you down now. WWE is now responding to the fact that they could potentially lose top stars and say, all right, we'll give you what you want. They're doing that with yeah. Ali right now, where Ali wants to go, and WWE is like, no, we don't want you to go. How can we do? How can we make this better? And he's like, I want to go. It was like, well, how can we make this better? Because they see the value in Ali, believe it or not, as much as everyone does or does not. And Ali is valued, and I think that that's that's another conversation that people need to have. Is that like we don't know the conversations again? It's it's speculation, and I won't talk about speculation in, in in a second here. But like, they see that value, and they see that inherent value, and it's like for once they do. So it's like. What what could what could they do? Bar him being the main event in WrestleMania, that's not. I don't think that's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Barring him being able to do something that just doesn't fit their values, whatever that message may be, that might be the next thing. You know what I'm saying? So we'll 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 see. But there was something disgusting that came out um, last week or a couple of days ago, rather. Mm-hmm. Did you see this thing? This uh this Wade Keller speculation? No. On on Biggie and why, um, you know, why he potentially uh, pushed the Biggie push back. Well, you know, it's, it's like this this whole 
speculation about putting Biggie in his place and all this other shit that has caused just like a bunch of uproar this week. I'm trying to find the quote right now. But I think so Biggie has responded in kind and thanks everyone for their support and stuff like that. So at least he acknowledges which, that it's going on. What that the, the speculation is going on? No, nah, I think he acknowledges that people want better for him. So, you know, so they say and stuff like that. But I know we're about to get into it. Yeah. So Way Color said, I've asked around and all I've gotten is people who are really upset backstage about how Biggie's been treated. Uh, with the rug being pulled out from under him, I haven't heard anything that they're being an being. I haven't, and I haven't heard anything about there being an awareness of an issue with him. And I think the people I have asked would know. Keller went on to say he hadn't heard anything specific that he had done to seemingly be removed from the uh, uh, the main event picture. Uh, yeah, so, so with one person describing him as a magnificent human being who doesn't deserve this treatment. They not. <laughs> I feel like they're not punishing. Sorry. They're not punishing Big E. You know, they're not. Um, he was WWE champion. He's no longer champion. And unfortunately, during the time that he lost the championship, we're on the road to WrestleMania, where a lot of other things take priority, especially when you're trying to fill 100,000 seats. So. Do I think Biggie? Um, I think if he was in overall, how can I say this? I think Biggie is as as far as being on SmackDown and being in the tag team role. I think he's featured on television. Um, after a feud, after a bunch of hubbub and a lot of things that kind of flew out of whack, and with SmackDown being kind of sagging in terms of the star power, they decided to move him there. Now, when you move a superstar to another brand, you you don't just, you're not immediately throwing him into a program unless you have that planned out way beforehand. When they decided to call up Finn Balor to SmackDown, I assumed he was always going to be the championship shot for Roman Reigns after SummerSlam. I assumed that was always the case. Um, they had plans for that. With Big E, I think they threw him on SmackDown because SmackDown was sagging and they didn't really have any plans. Xavier's injured. Let's put him in this tag team for now. And then when Xavier comes back, then we can kind of figure out another direction and kind of how we go with things. He's being thrusted back onto a roster that he wasn't on previously, but there's no plans for. And this is kind of how he's kind of floating and dealing. I don't think it's a natural thing of like punishment for Big E. I think it's just unfortunate circumstance and situation but it's the certain situation that's still there because he's still featured on television every week. I also it don't even it don't even feel like it doesn't even feel like a punishment. Essentially, then it, it felt like, as I said before, money in the bank holders never hold the title that long. They then they get it back. They mostly always get it back. I I also think it's time for pretty much. Something new for Big E. I really do. And this is not and this is not the this is not the shit on what Big E's doing because we love Big E and we love what he represents and we love all of that stuff. And we can still do that. Don't get me wrong. We can still support and love Big E for everything that he represents, what he's done outside the company as he when he was in WWE champion, what he does in the ring, what he kind of represents to us as black wrestling fans. We can love all of that, but we can also say, like, yo, 
it's time for him to take it to the next level or, or go somewhere different with it. It's time for the reinvention of the career, the reinvention of the career that keeps people interesting. The Big E that debuted in 2012 as Big E Langston as this massive, tough muscle guy is not the same as a New Day Big E that was in the beginning. It's not the same as a New Big Day, New Big E now. But at various points of your career, you need to continue to reinvent yourself to maintain longevity. And I think that's also with him as well. I don't think he's any different. And I think if we expect the big moment from Big E, listen, he's going to have to, it's going to have, something's going to have to change. It happened with Roman Reigns. It's happened multiple times with Seth Rollins. It's happened with Brock Lesnar just recently. Kofi. Kofi, (laughs) Finn Balor, uh, Xavier Woods right now, um, Corbin, Everybody eventually, I mean, look at Chad Gable. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about him in a bit, but look at Chad Gable as well. And now people are recognizing his talent because of how he's changed or he's evolved his character from, you know, the original Chad Gable to Shorty G to now. And people are like, yo, he should be in the WWE title. Like, that's changing the narrative on them. You got to keep, I think he's still, he needs to figure out what's next. But what, what what, what of the reaction to this where it's, this is racist. Uh, this the is a hit. The reaction, I can't. It, it, the reaction, it, it just is. I don't. I don't want to say that people aren't. People shouldn't feel the way they feel, but at the same time, it's like we also got to realize that they didn't kill the guy. You know, they didn't sentence him out. They didn't job him out. He's not on main event. Um, I. I. I screamed for many days saying like, "Yo, what are we doing with Ricochet when Ricochet's on main event?" And then, you know what? He had bangers with Ali. Shout out to him. But, like, I want to see more from him as well. But I realized that also could include a change. Like, And he's, and Rick Shea is changing. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's okay to want so much for your superstars and stuff like that. But to say that everything is, like, racist and kind of, like, um, not everything is racist. Not everything is an attack on this guy, Big E should be in a major main event role, but he got to prove it again. Because you know who's out there in front of him? Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, Seth Rollins. These are A-list, A-caliber stars. You got you to get to that level. They don't just put him nope. there. You got to rise nope. to that level. Nobody's saying he can't be there. Yeah, and I no feel like it's a... And the same kind of thing like Drew McIntyre did where he's like he just had bangers for a year and kind of made himself that like it sh- I think Drew is in a much shittier position right now than he was a year ago. Yeah. I'm not going to compare him and Big E. They're both in kind of like I mean, but kinda, it's still it's still like the post WWE championship like my man was main yeah. event in SummerSlam against Jinder fucking Mahal, baby. Yeah. It, it it's it's tough. It really is tough and um you know with, with with E, I don't think this is it for him uh, in the least bit. But I do think people are being a little too delicate with someone who knows how this kind of thing works and has gone through the politics. Like, we don't got to – I appreciate him, and I love Biggie the most, but it's like I, I can't fight that that battle, that office battle for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't fight. He got to figure that out on his own. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever is going on. I want him to be. I want him to be a champion. I want him to have a six month, seven month, eight month, nine month run. I want him to have a Roman Reigns run. But what I see, like character wise, it ain't bigger than what they got planned for this show, bro. 
<laughs> like whatever it could have happened, it ain't bigger than what they got. It just is what it is. As we as we hurdle towards Roman versus Brock, the final chapter, hopefully that's that to me is the biggest thing that they got on the men's side. And it's not it's not for lack of trying with E because they gave him a lot. The motherfucker was damn near undefeated for a whole year. But they got to give him something, even what they're doing with, with like Damian Priest, where it's like, OK, now they got to start kind of doing something with him. I'm, I'm like, fin- fucking finally, they're doing something with him <laughs> where it's like they, they actually they actually have to write something from other than winning all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I hope that happens with Biggie. I really do. But y'all got to chill out. I got to like relax. Even when we talk about the, the Bianca shit, like I'm, I'm so weak looking at Bianca's booking every week and people not seeing what's happening. <laughs> like the most basic shit. But anyway. Let's go to break. Should we go to break? I don't want let's let's, nah, let's, let's just let's go to the shows. We gotta wrap this not wrap it up, but like we're along. Yeah, we're uh, Smackdown. Smackdown. The tale a tale of two Ronda Rouseys. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't even know who that was on last Monday Night Raw. <laughs> but this Ronda Rousey, I like this one. She's good. Ronda Rousey with time to prepare, time to complain. I think you know what? It's different standing across Becky and Stern against Charlotte. Becky yeah. gonna give it to you. Charlotte just gonna do whatever fucking Charlotte does. <laughs> she gonna do the same Charlotte shit. You know what to expect. I think Becky gave it to Ronda a little bit, not like hard in that segment, but it's tougher to stand across the ring from Becky Lynch than it is from Charlotte Flair on the mic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Um. Listen, I don't want to say we f- fully called it yet because you gotta wait for Elimination Chamber. I really want to see that KOD. <laughs> <laughs> but what were y'all think? What was supposed to happen? She said she was going to SmackDown. She's never. She's never been to SmackDown before. Never. Becky was not there. <laughs> they made up something. I didn't even get that. I was like, "Yo," they said. Becky said that she chose her, and then they were like, "I didn't say that." And I was like, "Yeah, why the fuck would? <laughs> Who made up why a would lie?" You- that was a weird thing. There, there. I, I feel like Sonya did that. I feel like Sonya's gonna play a big part in this. Ooh, and okay, strangely enough, I think Naomi will too. Ooh, if, if Sasha's not gonna come back, the Sasha thing is perplexing me. I think it's a larger conversation that I think that we <laughs> have to talk about. It's not. Um, it was before Ronda came back. I mean, there were rumors that it was going to be Charlotte and Sasha at Mania this year, and it makes sense considering they're the two biggest players on SmackDown. Yeah. And then Ronda came back. And um, Sasha's gone again. <laughs> Sasha's gone again. But I don't think Sasha's gone on her own. Mer- I think Sasha's gone because there are certain things that you have to do. I think because you don't want her garnering too much of the attention, because she's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. she commands a lot of attention. You don't want... That's why I think she was missing generally on the show. Because you have that moment with Sasha Banks being on the show, and then you bring Ronda Rousey out, people are immediately complaining and dismissing your Mania match when you just have to announce it at this point. So I think they got the announcement out the way. The match is happening. I think Sasha Banks will probably be back on SmackDown next week, if I had to guess. But good segment, I I felt. um, uh, Good segment, I felt, between these two. Also had one... Tony Braxton-ass dress right there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she thinks she's Tony Braxton. (laughs) <laughs> um. So listen, man. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman. It just it just hits different. It feels good. 
it looks better. <laughs> it's the same shit, man. I don't know what the <laughs> this shit the this same shit better. to me, bro. It looked better, man. It just looks better. Listen, we're we're hurtling towards the 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 Roman and Brock final battle, episode fifty. You know, if you watch anime, it's the episode fifty battle where uh, they go all out. We're we're hurtling to listen. I'm not gonna complain about the title versus title. It is what it is. <laughs> like that's where they want to go. Make the best to me. Build about it. Make the best build. Give Roman something to do for the next month. That's all I'm asking. I will hold to- any of my thoughts until it actually happens. If Brock Lesnar actually wins Elimination Chamber, then I'll have thoughts. Until then, shout out to Bobby. But go on. Uh, Goldberg comes out. Oh, he says, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you as my next opponent. And I said, that was that was, that was was good writing. Uh, that, hey, two years in, a way, in the making. Me, Mark, and Cyrus were supposed to see this match. So... I'm all for you it. Still can if you go to Saudi Arabia. To be honest with you, absolutely not. But I will watch it at 12 noon next Saturday. Is this, the, Goldberg, so is this Goldberg's last match? I heard that. I think I believe Fightful said that he had re-upped already. So I don't think it is. Oh, okay. All right. They're not letting go. That's why I said I think Goldberg is not going anywhere. They treat him so well there, money wise. Yo, the old they treat Goldberg. He just come back, spare a couple of diggers, get the payday. And one thing I, f- I respect about him, he don't care if he loses or wins. You know what I'm saying? He just like he just likes to be there. Yeah, I think so. He really does. I I, I appreciate that. But um, SmackDown was uh other than that, it was. Can we talk about how they gave my nigga Ricochet a win and then immediately say, and <laughs> MVM, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, that didn't 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 Cesaro take the pin for that? Either way, like. <laughs> Dog, let the man just take the let me just take the W, bro. Like it's it's weird. I don't know what I, I think it's like they want to do something with him, but I here's my thing. I think that they're holding for I guess someone to arrive <laughs> or for something big to happen. I think so. I these are the only dudes on the show. Drew's tied up with somebody else. This is your mid card, is these four niggas. Uh, Drew and Baron, if for better or worse, they're in your upper mid. And when Drew said, "I'm going to make your live your life a living hell every week," I said, "Listen, man. short of killing him, short of killing him on TV, I don't want to see this every week." <laughs> Yo, it's going to happen every week, bro. You know how long we had to sit through dog food with Roman Reigns? That was like a month and a half. They brought in like, other bro. niggas to extend the feud, like Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I think they became a tag team because of that dog food feud. It was it, it. I need a break from Madcap and Baron. I need a break. <sighs> like when I when I when I saw Drew, I knew what was happening. And I'm sorry, I checked out. I, I fast forwarded. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, Sami Zayn Nakamura is in two weeks. Or actually, it's next week. I believe. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what they're doing, but the, I I believe thanks to Novak for um for letting us know this. But they're taping two episodes of SmackDown. So yeah, sci-fi. Um, because it's sci-fi. And, oh wait, wait, um, no, no, going... no! It's on Fox. Fucking shit. It's on... it's on Fox, but they're taping. They're taping. Um, they're taping SmackDown because I, I believe they're not even going to be in the country. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Post... because of yeah. Saudi. Yeah. 
Because I was so wondering, taping... I was wondering, I was like, nigga, how are you going to be here and then there? You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I was like, Sammy and Nakamura must be going for 50 minutes <laughs> on Friday. Uh, but yeah, so that that's going to happen in two weeks. I think that was, was that it? That might as well be it. I ain't got nothing else to say about SmackDown. <laughs> SmackDown is... Even with Ronda and Roman and, and Brock, it's still it is it's it's struggling. It, that brother that brother's starving on that show, dog. I don't Absolutely. know what the hell's going on. Yo, quick, quick uh, question. I'm scrolling on the YouTube page because that's how I remember what happened on shows. Yo, mm-hmm. they didn't put Lash Legend back on TV. What's wrong they with Lash did, Legend? The show or her wrestling? Both. She's on 205. She was on 205. Yeah, I see her. And I see that she's getting in her in-ring reps, but I'm like, yo, put her back on the show or something. I think think a repackage is in order. Uh, She was kind of the weird in-between. Remember when 2.0 hit, they were were trying out a bunch of stuff to see if it worked. I think that they probably saw that that didn't work as well as everything else was working. Like, they even did away with, like, the Tony D vignettes and stuff like that. Like, they did away with a lot of the world-building stuff. But I think, and I would agree, I think of all the stuff that didn't really work that well for me, Last Legend was probably one of those things that didn't work that well. Because they dropped the Last Legend, Tony D'Angelo kind of feud altogether mm-hmm. on that show. So I get it. So they, they said, maybe you'll be stronger in ring and we'll do that and we'll repackage you. Looks like they did with um, Tiffany Stratton, um, like they did with Nikita, who's now being on the show. Like, I think Lash is going to get her time. They got to start moving some of these women out, too. So I, I, I wouldn't worry about her not being on TV. All right. Okay. Just saying, just saying. Um, Raw, first hour, commercial free. Good opening. I give him that. Hey, Gable's, Gable's, Gable's a Gable's a Gable is a shining example of wait your turn. <laughs> wait your turn. Wait your turn. It's his turn yeah, now, yeah. so you better also save it a turn now because the turn <laughs> after you lose them damn titles, turn might be gone. But yeah. Save the moment. Make them make the most of the moment now. Listen, right. they could have fired Chad Gable. They could have released Chad Gable, and they didn't. Yo, isn't it crazy? Like him, Ricochet, people that people think that they don't, like Ali. Even people who people think they don't hold in high regard, they have survived so many rounds of these cuts, and it's like that's crazy. But also, do something with them. So with 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 Chad, it's like okay, they're doing something with Chad. With Ricochet, I can see them doing something. I, I hopefully they work something out with Ali or let him go, whatever. But you know that's the testament to the the value that people or, the, or you know what these reports say the, that they see value in these people. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Academic Bowl, great segment, pretty funny. I have no I have no qualms with with what they did for the past three weeks with them. I thought it was it was great for RK Bro. Gave Riddle something to do. Riddle, an Iron Man on, on this show this week. Three, four segments of this guy. They're really like pinning in these weed jokes. I like it. It's funny. You think I'm not the you, th- you think you're the only one that bakes, bro? <laughs> Who wrote that, Vince? <laughs> Again, Bruce Some old wrote guy. That. Yeah. Um, led to a tag match between Street Profits in uh alpha academy which is like why do they have to get a win back on something they didn't lose yeah. i felt like i was like well, you didn't look strong <laughs> they just lost like i don't know nah, i was confused as well i was confused but um what else happened on the show becky and lita segment was actually really good i'm not gonna lie lita stepped up her, her promo game crazy listen becky don't take no days off becky Ever. came in there with bars 
and not like not like she flamed Lita, but she came in with something to say and a few to hype up, and says, "What was the line? What was the line about Lita?" It was like I there could be no Lita without me, and now that I'm here, they can be no you know there can just no be Lita. no Lita, and but something very super villain ass type shit. And I was like, "Oh wow, okay, we getting some bars in." She, hey, I, I tapped in and I said, "Yeah, Becky's that one." <laughs> stop good. stop playing with her stop fucking playing with her she's good she's man. making every, she's making everybody better i agree sorry she just is she just is uh we had a couple of, of women's matches for, between the elimination chamber participants uh there was an elimination chamber uh announced for elimination chamber pay-per-view with bianca Liv morgan dewdrop uh nikki ash rear ripley rear ripley not on the show tonight which was odd but there's there's one spot missing that mm. no one knows who it is I would, I'm assuming it's Alexa Bliss. They kind of speed tripping her reinvention a bit. You don't want to de- You don't want to debut her in Saudi though. No, and with and with the loss. Yeah, I wouldn't unless do she, that unless she wins. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> you saw you saw what Bianca fucking did today, or or, or on Raw. <laughs> man, put ivory like- in that chamber, bro. <laughs> Put ivory, they're, they're, bring ivory back. I, I feel like it's gonna be Beth Phoenix. Ooh, I feel like it's gonna be Beth Phoenix. Oh. I feel like that to me makes the most sense. If you want to put a legend in in all the women's matches, you, you would do that. That would be hard. I would like that. That would be cool. Um, Bianca Belair, Nikki Ash, pretty pretty solid match again. They're giving Bianca wins on wins on wins. She, she doesn't lose often, but she's getting wins on wins on wins. Uh. You also had Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan. Dewdrop racking up wins, getting her win back from Royal Rumble. They 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 see a lot in Dewdrop, man. Good, and I do too. She's good. A lot of people are are really like. I saw a lot of people giving her hate over the past couple of days because, you know, of her her booking, and you know they feel like she should be pushed over Liv. I feel like personally, Dewdrop's giving me more <laughs> character wise. Like, I don't know. I I don't think any should be pushed over anybody per se. But I mean, I think. Liv just had her moment. Dewdrop just had her moment. Like we just have a moments here. We're con- they're doing a great thing right now that I think Raw is doing, where they're building women and putting them in positions, and that's how we can care about a Liv Morgan versus Dewdrop match instead of me not really giving a shit. Like I probably wouldn't have like five months ago. So and also and also giving us realistic challengers who have faced Becky and they've all had moments where we thought that they could have like they're all legitimate now. Yeah, yeah they're because- all legitimate. Right, and and the, whereas on SmackDown, there aren't many legitimate women there at all. SmackDown, to me. they just there. I don't even remember yeah. what happened on SmackDown to be honest with you. Um, so, um, yeah, I, th- I thought the two women's matches were, were really solid. Uh, you also had they yanked they yanked the rug from under us on on Seth versus uh, Riddle. Thought we were getting something. They got a little something. Turn into a tag match. <laughs> but oh. I, I get I get it though for a first time. You don't want to. You don't want either of them to, to lose. It's like the. It's like a rare moment where Riddle actually doesn't take the pin or take that pin. I, I felt like they're they're like saving this match for mm-hmm. something, and I think because I even in the middle of it, I was like, I feel like they would have been giving us more because it, it, to me, it felt like the match was about to be over. No, Riddle and I was like, been I, in the tag match anyway. He did, but I also felt like they didn't want him to lose to Seth in a singles yet. Mm. They didn't want that. They didn't want that visual yet. I, so I feel like maybe something in the chamber will happen where that will lead to them having a feud or something like that. 
did enjoy Randy coming out to help him. Also enjoy Randy giving him advice. I thought that was actually a pretty cool little story twist there. I like it as well. They're doing great. Don't um, break them up. Everyone wants them to break up and be anything. I understand. You're conditioned. You're conditioned that way because we're WWE I fans. I don't, man. Don't say I you don't, don't get it because I 100 get it because we're conditioned. No, I I don't I don't want I don't I, want them I, to break I, up. I don't either. I don't want it to. I don't want them to, to do it. If if they do it, I don't want them to do it yet. I want them to do it if he wins a title. Yeah, I agree. Or something if where that, they have to that, force to face one another as brothers, and then maybe like he begins to turn on him because Riddle beats Randy, and Randy doesn't really know how to handle that right now. Um, but he's yeah. trying to be as supportive as he can, but the voices keep creeping in his head, and he keeps doing other things, and then eventually, you know. Hits an RKO, can't believe what he just did. But now he has to face Riddle again. So that's yeah. just how I booked the territory. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't break him up. They're doing they're doing a great job. What else happened on this on this episode? The the commercial free stuff was weird because they 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 did have commercials where they had to like take breaks. It just became like WWE commercials. Um <laughs> Hey man, Miz Miz in the 2K22 spot with Ray is I think it's a good look, especially for Dominic. Listen. I think it's a good look. Talk about Miz, baby. Come on. First of all, I thought Maurice was gonna hit Dominic with a brick. I was like, <laughs> not now. Now the brick is now the brick is back. Now yeah. the brick is real. Yeah, right. the brick is real, baby. Give me some more brick. But <laughs> pause. But <laughs> <laughs> that can mean so many things. But okay. But um, no, I like that. You know, I like it. I like the little Eddie line. Uh, I think we're removed past. The grieving period. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just did something that the internet always says. So I don't think I didn't, I didn't find a problem with it. Yeah. Um. Alexa Bliss is transforming back into a regular, regular ass self, which I like. Oh uh, yeah, you've noticed that that every week she's been um changing her outfit and and been, they did like, like two weeks in one week this week. <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they... It was like there was like elimination chambers, man. <laughs> Read that shit up. <laughs> Oh my God! Um, something interesting, I thought AJ Styles versus uh, Damian Priest. Now, normally I would have had a problem with AJ beating Damian here if they hadn't have done that twist here and then announced that they were doing a match next week between these two. What, do you think? Do you think AJ is going to make it to the chamber? Um, yes. Because my two thoughts here is that Damian snaps, beats the shit out of AJ, and he can't make it to the chamber. Or and and then someone has to replace him, and that person would be that person would be Edge. I don't think Edge. I don't think AJ is in. I don't think I don't think he should be replaced. To be honest with you, they wouldn't. The Saudi Prince would be I assume very mad if AJ's not in this match. They replace him with Damian Priest. I assume he would be very. If mad. you replace him with Edge, you replace him with Edge. I think that's cool. Like like I'm just like kind of like you're forcing in the AJ because AJ's kind of a face right now, and then you kind of force a feud with Edge and stuff like that, and you kind of got to turn one of them heel, so you kind of got to revert AJ back, which I don't really want to do right now. Um, you you can have heel Edge and face AJ face each other at, at WrestleMania. The only thing is, is that where does where does that put the injurer, which is Damian Priest? Nowhere, baby. <laughs> Edge is going to be at WrestleMania. I just don't know in what role yet. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because we're in February now. I just assume he's going to call out AJ Styles. Okay. Or Damian Priest shows up. It's one of them. It's one, next week, we'll know. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, there's not much else from Raw. Kevin Owens really loves Texas. 
really wants love, to be I love a Mania. Uh, Austin Theory, KO had another good match with KO getting his win back. But I'm just like, you could have gave him the win back after Austin came back from fucking Saudi Arabia. You guys did not have to do that this week. Gotcha. It's 50-50. You know, you know I hate 50-50 booking. I hate it. I hate it. And as soon as I saw them facing off again, I, I knew Kevin Owens was going to win. And I said, that that's just so stupid. You could have waited. You could have you waited two weeks to give him his win back. It is the worst. I hate it. But yeah, that's it. Uh, this week on the Patreon, Legendary Run, Batista, episode one is out. We're I talking about the Royal Rumble. already, yeah. We're talking about the Royal it, It's interesting listening to Cyrus's perspective and, you know, giving the background. And I dug into a lot of Batista interviews and um, we, we, we watched the Royal Rumble. We, we cut in some of that just to kind of tell, you know, how, you know, I ordered that Royal Rumble where Vince blew out his quads and Batista. Batista hit the ground first. I don't care what anybody says. He hit the ground first. Um, we talk about that. Uh, next episode next week is going to be the the uh, the three matches between Batista and Triple H. So um, we're going to talk about the WrestleMania match, the Backlash match, and the Vengeance match. So um, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. And we talk about everything leading up to it. We review every, like all three matches to me are fantastic. So uh, we talk about just why Batista just was just such a fantastic face. And then you know we're going to go ahead into the rest of of, of his year. The year that was 2005 for Batista. Um, we also have War Report. Fantastic episode last week between Cyrus and Quan. Um, and yeah, a lot of stuff going on the, on, on the Patreon. We got the, the Hot Chip Challenge is coming up. <sighs> I gotta so we're going to be talking that. about that. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it when we get to it. Trust me. But we got to prepare for that. It's coming up, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you guys for supporting us. Make sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Only five dollars down, you get every, all this all this content. You get the hot chip challenge first as well, um, and, and more. Boosie Collins, baby, and the oh, Boosie. yeah, baby. <laughs> oh my Collins god, foundation, baby. <laughs> hmm. All right, Joe. For meals, I'm Justin. Thank you guys for listening to the A Show. We'll see you next week with uh, predictions for Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Jeddah. You guys yeah. say Jedi. I think you say Jetta. Uh and, and more. More more foolishness. I think we might do some predictions for Vengeance Day too. So stay tuned to that. So uh until next week for meals, I'm Justin. Peace out.